It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we're going to be uh, coming at you or uh, coming at you from a, nor- a different time today. Obviously, a little bit of a different uh, situation here. Obviously, I can as many people because a lot of people are cooler than me hanging out on uh, Friday at uh, seven fifteen. But we were at Section Seven all day today. Me. And the great Shane Diefenbach behind the scenes. And there was a lot of Arizona players that um, made a lot of waves. And we're going to be utilizing these headlines throughout the uh, the rest of the year. But let's get to some of these players that really matter right here. And the first one is Koa Pete. All right. Now, everybody knows who Koa Pete is. But you watch him and he is a remarkable player to watch. He can get to where he needs to on the court, really. Not a great ball handler, but he can also finish around the rim. He's super, super strong. And he's also got the capacity to basically do what he wants. You watch him and he's very much a man amongst boys out there. I mean, you look at some of these highlights, he can also dribble the ball pretty well. There's a reason that when he hits uh, when he hits the U19 team or when he plays for the uh, U19 team in the United States, he always ends up dominating. He always ends up doing really well. And you can see why right here. And again, these are some great, great highlights here from Shane, which we will be utilizing throughout the year. But again, there's just a ton to really like about him. And he's just built, he's built fantastically. He's the kind of player that when you see him, you know that, all right, I don't know exactly what his ultimate upside is. But I will say that his upside is definitely college All-American, definitely a player that's going to you know play in the NBA, and any school would love to get him. Again, I don't know that he's kind of that next-level type prospect where you're like, okay, uh, you know, I – I don't know that he's that, but I will say that I do think that he is also the kind of player, though, that plays for a year or two in college, and he's just basically too good at that point. And you got to kind of move on after that because what are we really doing here at this point? That's what Koa Pete is. Um, just an easy, easy no-brainer offer, and there's a reason that everybody from the U of A was there watching him, and that's because he is that dude right there. And, you know, again, I don't know what else really to say about him other than the fact that that is what an elite level player looks like and I was a little surprised by his ball handling he can get to where he wanted to a little bit better than I thought he could but you're also looking at a guy that's probably 
probably uh, kind of maxed physically. But I'm not saying that that's the worst thing in the world, though, either. He is. But again, he is just an absolute specimen out there. And Arizona, again, Arizona was deep there. You had Steve Robinson. You had uh, uh, TJ Benson. You had uh, the great Jack Murphy, who will be on this show uh, later on in the week. Bobby Hurley, Shane Diefenbach, all those people were there. Also, on the way up there, guess where I went? Circle K. All right. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Head to CircleK.com backslash store locator to find a Circle K near you. Okay, and Shane Diefenbach and I were also betting on Arizona ASU this coming year. You guys should do as well with BetMGM. And again, we're going to get to the highlights here in a second because we got a lot more highlights to get to. But first, BetMGM, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for details. And again, Shane Diefenbach and I have a bet going on Arizona ASU. It's going to be a lot of fun. But again, now let's hear Shane with the disclaimer. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-522-4700. Kansas, Nevada. 1-800-327-5050. Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan. All right. Now, we just talked about Koa Pete right there with some highlights. Now, let's get to Cam Holmes right here out of Millennium High School. Now, a lot of people know you know him as Deron Holmes' little brother right there. Lefty, a guard, and there's not a uh, – he's, he's an easy offer right here. Again, he's a 2026 kid, but – very big already. He's a much better prospect at the same stage than his brother was. He can get to where he wants on the court, and he's also got really, really good vision. He projects as an NBA player. Again, you know, it's it's always a little bit different uh, dealing with players like that, but um, you watched him and you knew immediately that he was the most talented player on the court. And not only was he the most talented player on the court, he was – he kind of played at his own pace – uh, you generally don't see players that age that um, are able to play at their own pace. He was able to do just that. And Shane, if you could maybe pop that up there one more time. The uh, But you watch him. The shot is pretty good. The, sh- the form is good. And again, he was able to get in the lane. Probably not an, the next level explosive athlete per se that you're looking at, but also a player that um, the Arizona coaching staff was there and they were there deep with because of what he can do. And you can see why just from these highlights, um, again, not the not a next level type athlete, but also an athlete that nonetheless is able to kind of get where he wants on the court. And um, he talked about it a little bit. And Shane, if we have the interview with him, um, would like to like. Uh, okay, yeah, no interview with him. That was because of me because uh, I didn't record it right because I am technologically in, inefficient. Um, I would imagine outside of Koa Pete, this is the best in-state prospect that you got going right here. Not only is he the best in-state prospect that you got going, but 
um, comes from a really good family. Uh, we have an interview, which we'll try to play a little bit later on. And he talked about how Arizona's recruited him. He's always been interested in the hometown school. And that's generally a, that's generally a good thing when it comes to, uh, when it comes to uh, kids that are in state and what they're able to do. Now, let's go to uh, Yesifu Tunde right here, right? Um, uh, another player who Arizona was there watching. You uh, you watch him and immediately know that you can tell that he's a man-child. He's about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, probably 215, 220 pounds, um, probably maxed physically and if he's not maxed physically then he's pretty close to it but has a knack for scoring certainly has a knack for using the backboard um and he'll he should physically be ready to play college basketball almost immediately you watch him he had an idea when he was going against uh, uh inferior players he knew where he was going to go with the ball right there and again these were great highlights from Shane look at it he has the uh he has the ability to you know kind of do what he wants out there i came away very very impressed by him here's him taking cam holmes to the baseline now there are some rumors that he might reclassify and if he reclassifies that would obviously be a player that Arizona would be very interested in as well. 2024 kid, um, very, very good. I, or 2025 kid, not, I wouldn't say that he is the type of, uh, that he's the type of uh, prospect that uh, Koa Pete or uh, Cam Holmes are, but he also wasn't that far off though. And, you know, that's something that's, uh, you got to keep an eye on. I'm curious to see and Shane, if you could roll those again, one more time, that'd be awesome. Um, his ability to kind of get where he wants on the courts unique because he doesn't have a really tight handle per se, but he's also able to, like I said, it's, it's weird. He can, you've got to pull up, but his main thing is, is just kind of abusing players down low, getting to where he needs to, and then either the pull up, the drive, or whatever uh, whatever he sees fit. But there really wasn't anybody that could guard him physically, and you could tell why by just looking at him right here that um, he was going to take players that were not able to guard him, and he was going to do essentially what he wanted with them, and he essentially did just that. Um, big time guy, Arizona would obviously take him. I don't know that he's elite like the other players are, but again, he, he strikes me as a, he strikes me as a two or three year player and physically he's ready to rock and roll. He's got a little Stanley in him. He's got a little Stanley Johnson in him and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Now, when you look at him though, you do realize that not the tallest guy in the world right there. So maybe he could be one of the peaks or maybe he couldn't. Not one of the four peaks right there, but with the four peaks, we're going to be talking about some other uh, players. Koa Pete may be a peak in the uh, future, but Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest on Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. I'm going to have a kilt lifter after this because I've had a long day and I have a massive headache from driving all day and watching basketball, but you know what? That's the price that we pay right here. Um, and Tap and Bottle, Tap and Bottle watch parties. We're going to have them back for football. We're going to also have them for basketball as well. All the way games downtown or on the Northwest location right there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, check it out, Tap and Bottle. Oh, let's see. We got William Brad Alice in here as well. Let's see. Let's see what William's connection is like. Let's... Hello, William. How are you doing? Uh, you know, coaching baseball. 
All right, William. So I, I don't blame you. So we're gonna. I'm gonna show you some of the highlights of guys that we uh, that we went through right here. Um, first, uh, Shane, if you could bring up Koa Pete again, I'm curious to see. Uh, uh, what I was what I was impressed by Brad is that he was just a man amongst boys out there. He was he was able to abuse uh, smaller players, obviously, and his handles a little bit better than you expect. And he just basically dominated players down low. He's he's the epitome of a top five player in his class, his explosion, and a guy that Arizona's rightfully prioritized. You know, I'll tell you who he reminds me of, and and he's a much better basketball player, but Martellus Bennett. Um, Martellus Bennett played on the same AAU team as Finn Dionabon and Martellus Bennett was the better basketball player. Right. Um, He was a guy who could have played a powerful small forward combo forward in college. If he had focused on that and not football, obviously chose football, but he kind of reminds me of that. He reminds me a lot of those Texas combo forwards we've seen, you know, Johnson who almost went to U of A who went to Texas. He's that man among boys, but yet athletic and skilled. Right. And, and that's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah, he may not be he, he may not have a pure position um, like you would like. You know, he's not a pure power forward, I don't think. Um, you know, ironically enough, he's, he's just he might be a better version of Kachad Johnson. Right. Um, right. Athletic, tough, skilled, big, strong. But he's, he's, he's certainly he really, I, don't me. Want to, I don't want to diminish him as a basketball. He's a really, really good basketball player, but he's not traditional. He strikes me as the kind of player that's going to go to college for a year or two. I don't know that he's a great he's listen, he's going to play in the NBA for 12, 13 years. So I'm not saying that, but he strikes me as the kind of guy that's going to go to college for a year or two. Maybe not the greatest NBA prospect in the world, but it's the Tyler Hansborough thing where you're just abusing college players. And after a while, it's like, well, it's time to go on somewhere else. Could he be Danny Granger? Uh, I think Granger's a little too. I think Granger's a little too smooth with the ball. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah. But Granger was. You know. Gr- you know. When I think of those combo forwards, Granger. Um, you know the the guy from uh, Xavier who played for Miller for years. Who, who David West. Yeah. yeah, that kind of player again, who's not a pure four. Um, you know, the, maybe even like an Otto Porter type, who big, right. strong, but yet still. Might wind up on the wing despite being built like a fullback. Right, for sure. All right, now let's get to some Cam Holmes highlights here. I came away incredibly impressed by Cam Holmes. Um, lefty, every bit of six foot six, and he can get into the lane. He's Duran Holmes' little brother. He can get into the lane. He can finish. Probably not really a point guard per se, but he's got a lot of playmaking type skills to him. Um, another a native Phoenician right there, Brad. Um, I don't. He's not a next level athlete, but I came away very impressed by him. No, but he's but he's that again. You talk about smooth. He's a smooth player. Yeah. You know, he's that lanky, long. Um, he's not the athlete that Dallin Terry is, but they're right. built very similar. They look a lot alike physically from the neck down. Um, but yeah, he's the, kind of that pure big guard, uh, you know, lanky wing that yeah. Arizona, frankly, doesn't have on this year's team. Um, yeah. So he, yeah, he's a nice player, very different than his brother, who was more of a bruising. He, his brother's more like Koa Pete than, right. uh, the, you know, they look more like brothers than. Then Pete and Holmes look like their other brothers. Is you know obviously Pete's one brother's uh, what three hundred pound lineman, and uh, Holmes's brother's what a six eight bruising power forward. 
Right. But he uh, another no brainer offer. Arizona was there. Uh, Arizona was there front and center. I do like this, what they're doing as well. They're uh, prioritizing kids early now. I don't know if that's because of something else or whatever, but they were at all of these kids games right here. You could tell that especially in state, these were the these were the players that they wanted to get. Yeah, and you know, obviously, when now that they're in year three of this program, they can start building for the future. They were building for the present, yeah, uh, so much those first years because Miller did the same thing. Miller didn't offer a lot of kids who were freshmen and sophomore until that second or third year. I mean, he was still trying to build a roster, um, and thankfully, thanks, thanks Tim Floyd. Um, or, right. But that's what he was doing when he first got on campus, trying to build that first and second years team uh, as opposed to trying to build for the future and now you know obviously this roster set it may be set for most of next year as well so you can look at you know 25s 26s and, and really build for the future that's what loot used to do that at the end of the summer right um obviously now with you with your recruiting class uh full and, and not going to need a lot of guys in that in that next class you can really focus on the future and, and, and be you know what were they three deep today yeah, uh, five for sure. If I count you and Sheer, <laughs> uh, and Bruce showed up late. Yeah. So okay, now let's uh, let, let me show you Tune Day now right here. Um, he to me is fascinating because he's got a lot of a Stanley Johnson type build to him. He's definitely physically. I don't know how much better he's going to get. Um, he can abuse uh, smaller guys, obviously. I don't know what kind of prospect he is per se at the NBA level, but he's obviously a very good college uh, player with guys like this that are kind of physically maxed and about six, four, you just wonder how much, uh, you just wonder how much better they can get, but he will also look like an easy offer. I'm going to really date myself here. You know who he reminds me of? Who? Emmanuel Negadu. Who? Oh, uh, wow. All right. Uh, I like it. Very Booster similar Academy. build. Similar athleticism. I think Negative was maybe a little more physical, and obviously I haven't seen this kid in person. I'm seeing clips, highlights. I saw Negative play about ten times in person, but uh, they remind me of very similar players. And again, uh, half our audience doesn't even know who that kid was, but that kid uh, had he not had some health issues, uh, I think was going to be a special player. Originally committed to Arizona, end up going elsewhere after Loot retired. But uh, that's that's, that's, again, that's my class. initial thought. Brandon Jennings, Jeff Withy, Emmanuel Negative. Uh, one of the two greatest classes that never were. Uh, correct. Yes. All right. Now, let's get to Carter Bryant right here. And again, props to the sh great Shane Diefenbach. Brad, this kid's the goods right here. Um, you Basketball, you can tell basketball kind of comes naturally to him. He um, He's very smooth. He can, he can get the ball. He posts up. His passing, and Shane made this point a bunch, his passing is next level. He can um, – he can essentially get where he needs to on the court. Um, he can finish. He's uh, he, he's kind of he's he's the real deal. He's the total package, Brad. I came away very impressed. He just you know what he reminds me of is, is those Duke small forwards uh, at the at the 2010s. You know Tatum, Ingram. He reminds me of those guys. Real tall, right. real long, physically mature, uh, yet still athletic. And uh, you know to me. I know his stock has dropped a little bit, but he's to me a guy who, if he suddenly has a jump shot, if he suddenly can become a 35, 40%, you know, three point shooter, um, he's going to play a long time in the league. Yeah, and some guys just have the look of, yeah, you're going to play in the NBA. You're going to be there. Uh, that's Carter Bryant right there. And, you know, just just to a T and just watching the way that he conducts himself, he's big time. You can kind of tell that 
a lot of these guys, Brad, you can tell two things. If they've had a mentor or father figure that is showing them how to play basketball and if they've been in the spotlight for a while and that checks off both boxes right there. It was, yeah, he, he, he's the real deal. And if you could, if you could show that again, there's Shane, just so people can kind of get a little bit of another glimpse of it. But, and you look at his basketball body too. He's got a body that was made to play basketball. Yeah, he's long, but he's he's somewhat strong. You know, again, he doesn't look like a 16, 17-year-old kid. Um, my, and my guess is, you know, by the time he – if he's a one- or two-year guy at Arizona, he'll probably have another 10 pounds of muscle. Um, right. He's just a big – you know, yeah, he's just he, – he's a basketball player. Um, whereas you look at Koa Pete and you can say, oh, well, that guy looks like an All-American tight end. Um, right. This guy just looks like an NBA small forward. All right. Now, I'm um, going to get to uh, another player that we don't have highlights of, but, uh, uh, but again, that's on me because I drove home here. But first, also, I want to tell you about Illegal Pete's. Brad has had Illegal Pete's. Kick off your margarita Mondays at Illegal Pete's, exclusive to Arizona locations, $3 margs all day Monday. Nothing brightens up that Monday mood more than soaking up the sun with a few margaritas. And don't forget about Taco Tuesday, $2 tacos all day every Tuesday. Enjoy your favorite chicken, pork, veggie tacos. So swing by and check out Illegal Pete's. Um, when, when I was growing up, Brad, and I was reading your Cat Tracks magazines, you, Schuster, Doug Carr, all of them, it seemed that Arizona, the state of Arizona every four years had somebody that was Arizona good. And sometimes it was a little bit shorter, a little bit longer, but you went from Sean Elliott, then you got Mike Bibby, then you got RJ, then you got Channing Fry, then you got um, Jared Bayless. It seems now that at least from the homegrown perspective, there are kids, and I'm not talking about the kids that come in here. It seems like there's more kids, though, that are of that ilk now. I mean, and we just we just played some of them right there that are totally elite players. I mean, it's really a sociology experiment. And you look at the, you know, growth of Phoenix, um, I would say, you know, 13 to 20 years ago, right? Uh, we've seen the same thing happen in other metropolitan areas. Um, the, the rise of uh, Boeing and things like that in the tech right. field in Seattle. And all of a sudden, you know, all those Seattle kids popped up out of that group. Um, it's kind of when, you know, you start getting a strong middle class, especially a strong um, a minority middle class right. um, in those states. You see a boom. Uh, you know, we've seen it in Houston uh, when that, that the, the Nigerian uh, immigration and they took right. to basketball, not soccer. We've seen it now in Canada um, with an influx of, 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 of that, that, you know, again, in many cases, it is Nigerian middle class. You've seen it in Phoenix as more tech jobs came to Phoenix, as Phoenix grew from a top 15 market to what are they? The six biggest television market. Six biggest, right, yeah. Um, all those people start having kids. So 15 years later, right. it started, it really did start about five or six years ago, maybe even 10 years ago with Bayless and that group. You know, if you remember Lawrence Hill and all those guys. Coming oh, Joey Shaw, Christian Polk. Yeah, but it's gone further. And then you add in the fact that once you add these prep schools, um, the level of competition in summer ball and things like that, um, travel ball just grows and it do develop more players. But we're seeing it in uh, Phoenix and football as well. You know, Arizona has always produced baseball players. They've always produced you know, girls volleyball players, softball players, but now we're seeing it in those two sports, um, where 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 you're getting more football players out of Phoenix. Just look at this NFL draft. You know, with with Bijan as a first rounder, Kelly Ringo, um, you know, Lathan Ransom next year. Right. Um, you know, Tucson's still playing catch up in many ways, as Tucson's at, has not had the population boom that, that Phoenix has had in the last ten years. 
Um, but yeah, that's what that that's what you're seeing here. Same thing you saw out of Seattle again, maybe ten years ago. And was uh, so another guy that I was we weren't able to uh, uh, film, but uh, I got to see some a little bit of Braden Burry's um, six four kid, twenty twenty five guy, uh, com, uh, kind of a well more of a shooter. But talking with some people, watching him just shortly. He's another player that Arizona will offer. It just feels good to to watch these players and know that Arizona. Again, I'm not asking for a Sean Miller thing where you're at, you know, offering 25 kids, but it does feel like Arizona's got a pretty good, sound recruiting strategy going forward here, Brad. Yeah, and with so many of them being in state or at least in the region, you know, obviously, right, you know, right. SoCal, Texas, uh, these guys are able to come for unofficials and they're able to be around this team. Um, and that has helped. You've seen Jet Fish is doing the same thing. Getting these kids on campus a few times, they interact, they make friends. You know, Stoops did that very well. Miller did that very well. Right. Miller was able to get kids to make unofficial visits. Um, but if you can get a kid coming down two or three times during the season and, you know, on his own dime, but he hangs out and he, and he after the game, he's eating with those guys. You're going right. to land right. a lot of those guys. And the fact that Phoenix has so many of them, or the fact that, you know, there are some, you know, convenient now flights out of Southern California, out of, uh, you know, the Dallas area with with American Airlines and things like that. Plug, I guess. I just gave you. A there you go. I like it. Um, but they should eat illegal pizza in uh, Four Peaks. So, um, <laughs> but that's the fact is you can do that at Arizona. And it's something Arizona has taken advantage of. And frankly, ASU hasn't. Right, for sure. Now, uh, one other thing. Bobby Hurley was there, by the way. Um, one other thing. Saturday Neon. Check it out. See this cool A right here? This is from Saturday Neon. Go to SaturdayNeon.com and use code PHNX for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over $200. Company started by two friends and former college roommates that have officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. All right. Um, basically a little bit of a shorter pod today, Brad, appreciate you hopping on right here. Wanted to give the people some highlights. Shane, you are the man right there for making that happen. We're going to continue to milk those highlights all summer. Brad, Alice, though, tell the people what you're doing right now. Uh, this is the final practice for the intermediate flowing wells, all-star team. They'll play tomorrow night, uh, against a combined, uh, Tucson mountain CDO team in the first round of the all-star tournament. And, uh, uh, we're optimistic. We went 11 and one during the regular season, so we got a work cut out for us. We got a bad draw on the bracket, but uh, the kids are getting their last work in, and uh, we're excited. Do you expect an early arriving crowd? Uh, you know, I think there's another tournament going on there as well, so it's going to be a busy. We're at Crossroads Park out, out in Marana, which is a great facility. Uh, I'm at Curtis Park right now as uh, KB Thiel, so uh, yeah. astutely determined, and uh, yeah, guys getting their work in. All right, Brad. For Brad Alice, I'm Mike Luke. I'll be back with you on Monday. Jack Murphy coming on as, uh, as well. But uh, And Shane, behind the scenes, dude, really appreciate you, my guy. Um, we'll be back with you on Monday. Brad, appreciate you pinch hitting figuratively and literally right there as well. So for Brad Alice, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.